When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Jerry's over there. Stuff You Should Know. Jerry's had chiggers. Yeah, me too. I have not. I'm really glad. I was like... Chigger, it seems like Tracy's making a pretty big deal out of this in this article. Yeah, Tracy Wilson of uh, Stuff You Missed in History Class wrote this. Who recently got married. Congratulations, Tracy. Yeah, and uh, she wrote, if you've ever heard her say the word mouth parts in a show. Tracy wrote it. Chances are she wrote it. She wrote ticks and mosquitoes. Uh, bees. Did she write bees? I think so. She did a whole insect suite. She spent a lot of time knee deep in insects. Yeah, and this, well, this isn't even an insect. Spoiler. Oh, well, you just removed the fact of the podcast. You think? I think so. Uh, I don't think you did. I'm just teasing. Okay. I'll bet I know what you think it is because I think the same thing. All right. Well, we'll see. Okay. I challenge you. I challenge you back. (laughs) We throw down the gauntlet, which is a glove. So Tracy did make a big deal out of chiggers, but apparently it's a big deal, right? Well, sure. Like, if you ever had them, they're no fun. No, uh, the deeper I got into the um, article, the more I was like, "Oh yeah, this does sound really kind of awful." Yeah, and it's uh, this is an, uh, just warn everyone. This is another itch-inducing mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. And speaking of, I got my first little bout of poison ivy. Congratulations! Thanks. Chuck. That's great. Yeah, I was clearing out uh, stuff over the weekend, and I was in poison ivy, and I knew it. I was like, you know, I've never had it before. This sounds very familiar. And um. But I was still, I'm, I'm no dummy. I know how Murphy's Law works. Okay. So I said, I just said that out loud. Wait, you just said that out loud or you just said? I said, I'm not allergic to oh, Emily. I thought you, you were saying like that I'm no dummy. To- <laughs> no, no. I said that too. Um, and I said, so you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be careful and I'm going to go take a shower pretty soon afterward. Smart. Um, and so it's not bad, but there are probably five or six little, Tiny little sets of bumps on each leg. Pustules? Yeah, they're not bad, though. No. And I looked at him. I said, you know what? That's friggin' poison ivy. After all these years. Finally got you. Yep, but uh, not too bad. Like my dad always said, poison ivy will get everybody one day. <laughs> Is that his big saying? <laughs> it's one of them. Uh, so anyway, speaking of itching, that's my itch story of the day. And this will make you itch because it made me itch while reading it. I think you're right. Yeah. So, um, it, it actually, that's funny. It didn't make me itch. 
Maybe you, because I've never had it. You're scratching yourself right no, now? No, I'm pointing to myself. Oh, okay. In a weird place. <laughs> I'm pointing my finger to my skin and moving it around, <laughs> but I'm not scratching. Vigorously. <laughs> so um, everybody knows that chiggers are insects that burrow into your skin and suck your blood. Um, and <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> you're being coy, my friend. I am. <laughs> because you just lied three times. Burrow into your skin. Oh, insects that burrow into your skin that suck your blood. That's right. Those are there's three lies in there. This is like a highlights. We have to go pick <laughs> out what's wrong with this picture. Chiggers are not insects. They are arachnids. They are the larvae of the harvest mite. They do not burrow into your skin nope. and suck your blood. No. But they, then so what are the bumps? Well, you're being coy again, but what they are actually doing is maybe even grosser than sucking your blood. <laughs> they are liquefying your cells into a slurry that they can drink from a straw made of your body. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Is that the fact for you? It, it, yeah. All right, buddy. Yeah, we'll get there. We had the same one. High five. First one. First what? First time we've ever high-fived in an episode. Is that right? Sure. I, I would have imagined that there, you could make like a video montage of us like high-fiving during episodes. <laughs> no. Guess not. No. So you said that um, these things are the larvae of harvest mites, right? Yeah. And harvest, harvest mites are arachnids. They're related to spiders. So they're not insects. But you can understand why people would think that um, chiggers are, or, or, or are insects because chiggers have, chiggers the larva mm-hmm. of the uh, harvest mite, have six legs. Yes. So you'd be like, well, it's an insect. Nope, they just haven't grown their adult legs yet, apparently. Yeah, I guess they get those two more legs at some point. Yeah. Um, they, the adults are red and the little, um, larvae are red, but, um, you're not going to see, that's one of the problems with chiggers is you're not going to see like a mosquito landing on you or a flea even Mm -hmm. like you think a flea is small. A chigger is like a tiny little dot that you will, would never notice. No. And you may not even be able to see it all with your eyeballs. Right. But sometimes you can see several of them together, basically forming a clump. Yeah, a little like house party together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of them has kid from Kid and Play's haircut, or Amon Shumpert's more contemporaneously. Oh yeah, that is a total Kid and Play haircut. Did you know that Amon Shumpert delivered his own child in his apartment? Oh wow, on he, purpose? Ac- accidentally, the yeah, kid just came very quickly, and like wow. he, the nine one one dispatcher had to talk him through how to do it, but he delivered his own child, he and his wife or girlfriend, right there in their Crazy. apartment, and, that and everything neat? was good. Totally great. Wow. That's great news. He's a basketball player, by the way, people. Oh, yeah. People are like, who's Amon Shumpert? He plays for the Boo. For the Cavs. Boo. <laughs> so if you're an adult harvest mite and you've grown up from a chigger into an adult, you're going to eat. It's actually a beneficial little arachnid to have around because they're going to eat the eggs of other uh, pests like mosquitoes. Right. So you want the adults around. As an adult or um, as the second step, the nymphs, right? Yes. After the larva? Yeah. It's the larva that suck. Uh, but they don't suck. Well, yeah, but the larva, you know, you gotta have them, but, you know, hopefully they just stay in the yard. I'll bet these things are holy terrors to see if you are on their scale. Like if that thing's coming oh, after sure. you and your eggs, I'll bet it's just really terrifying. <laughs> I bet. Uh, they are parasitic though. Um, they don't. The larva are. Yeah, they don't eat. The blood, though, like we pointed out, like the fleas and the ticks and the mosquitoes. No, they eat your skin cells, right? Mm-hmm. So here's what happens. Larva hatch. 
um, apparently an adult female harvest mite will go into the dirt and be like, and there's a bunch of eggs. Yep, and Iman Shumpert is there to, to <laughs> right, welcome them into the world. For them, yeah, <laughs> for them to hatch so we can hasten their birth. Uh-huh. Um, and then the eggs do hatch, and the uh, harvest mite female tends to lay her eggs all in one place. Sure. So if you are familiar with chiggers, if you've ever had them in your yard, like one little patch of grass can be totally overrun with chiggers, yeah. but then you just turn a few degrees to your left, there's another patch of grass that is totally devoid of them. Yeah, I get the feeling they don't get around too quickly either, you know? No, they don't. They're pretty stupid, low-level animals, if you ask me. <laughs> so the the eggs are laid in one place. They hatch, and the little larvae come out, and they're like, blood meal, give me a blood meal that's not actually made of blood. That's basically what they say. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they hatch pretty much any time during the year except for the, the hard winters. And, um, like you said, they want that first meal. And the reason they want that first meal is not just because they're ravenous little jerks. Um, they actually cannot progress to that nymph stage, hmm. which, and then grow up to be adults unless they have a complete first meal. Yeah, they need, they, like need they, can have, they can have half a first meal. They can have three quarters. Seven eighths. And get, and get. Scratched off the body or brushed off the body, and that's pretty much it. They generally will not go back right. and finish that meal. So there's no starting over. They're nah. just like, well, that's it. That's the end of Millhouse. I had my one chance. And um, so it's like a complete lose-lose situation when a chigger bites a person because once you start itching as a person, you go to scratch the area and there goes the chigger. Yeah. They don't latch onto your skin. They don't burrow into your skin. So the moment your your finger makes contact with them, they're gone. Yeah. Um, the the welt they leave behind is there and persists for a while. But they didn't finish their their meal and they die, but you still get the scratch or the horrible itch. It's lose loose. It is lose loose. They need to stay away from humans. Well, they do because there are a lot of animals that don't mind the chigger on their body. Uh, so they can get their full meal deal there and go on to live a great and healthy life without getting scratched off. Right. So, um, they don't, they don't want to be on a human. And I mean, you would think like, how long does, could their meal possibly last? We're talking like buffet level length of time. Yeah. Uh, four days. Four days to eat a four days. first meal. And think about it. That's time for us. Like, how long is four days to a, a harvest mite larva. You could probably do the math. It's like seven, eight days. Figure out chigger years are probably, yeah, <laughs> it's probably most of their life. Yeah. You know? So um, there's a bunch of different kinds of chiggers around the world. Um, and they're actually, I mean, they are pests. They are parasites. But um, there's only like at least one, as far as this article says, that is really problematic for humans. The... Uh, Lepotrobidium deliens nice. mite. It's common to Asia, and it can carry typhus, a form of typhus, which can kill you if it's untreated. Yeah, it's cured with antibiotics pretty easily, but um, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, it can kill you. Uh, but don't worry, unless you um, are in certain parts of Asia, not a problem. Right. Chiggers will just uh, annoy you. Yeah, that's it. They're basically just a total annoyance and by annoying humans, they die. It's stupid. All right. Well, let's take a little break here, and we will come back and talk about some of the wonders of the chigger.
All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, everybody, it's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website, whether it's an online course or custom merch. Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one time fee or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code STUFF to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. Stuff you should All right. We've covered, did we cover fleas? Yeah. I want to say yes. They definitely eat a blood meal. We've covered fleas, ticks, mosquitoes. Yes. Spiders. Scabies. Did we? Oh, yeah. Man, I just it's really getting a little too much to try to remember now. Yeah. You know? It's, I mean, there's like lost episodes just because yeah. we forgot them. It's officially, <laughs> it's officially getting out of hand. Uh, I guess we should stop. No. We keep going, my friend. Um, my brain hurts so bad, Chuck. All right, so what I was talking about was the, the, the wonders of the Chigger. They have a lot of little things that they have about them that make it, um, that make them able to perform this, uh, surgery on your skin. <laughs> well put. <laughs> it is kind of like surgery. It, it is. Um, but again, they, they aren't latching on. They're just kind of hanging around. And when you get a Chigger on your skin, it actually will spend usually hours looking for a good place to go try to get a meal. Yeah. Because um, they have these little tiny mouth parts. There's the word that makes the appearance, which lets you know it's a Tracy Wilson joint, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't pierce skin very easily, at least not human skin. No. Uh, tough skin that you would find mo- on most places of your body, uh, chigger can't bite through, But which is why you, you will get chigger bites in places like the back of your knee yeah. or like in your armpit, oh, like man. places where the chigger can, can get its mouth parts. What are they called? Chelicera? Chelicerae? Uh, Chelicerae. Chelicerae. Chelicerae explains it all. <laughs> um, that's why you'll get those bites in those areas, because that's where they can get their chelicerae into. That's right. Uh, they are light sensitive, uh, which means they're going to hang out in the shade mostly, if it was up to them at least. 
Um, it's, uh, the sun is going to dry out their body. So that's why mm-hmm. they head toward the shade. Smart. I mean, it can like kill them basically. Sure. Uh, and so also when a host, um, comes near, there's like your dog casting a shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chiggers go, look over there. I think that's pretty clever. There's a shadow. Let's, that means something is alive. Yeah. With, with skin. That means that in some weird way, chiggers are aware of shadows. That's right. I mean, like some, Dogs aren't aware of shadows or don't understand them. I think probably most dogs. Have you ever seen that like baby two, three-year-old toddler um, who sees her shadow for the first time and just starts freaking out, no. trying to get away from it? It's oh, really? really cute. So it was a possessed baby? Kind of. <laughs> That's sad. It's cute. I saw that movie. That was The Exorcist. Right. That's right. what I'm talking about. Uh, they are very temperature sensitive as well. So when they come into contact with a host, uh, and the host is the thing that it's going to feed on, um, <laughs> right. it's going to detect that it's, it has like, you know, it's not infrared, but it's going to detect that body heat. Right. And say, all right, there's something I can try and latch onto. So it's like predator in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Kind of. So, no dreadlocks. No, those are, those <laughs> are a nice addition if you ask me. Uh, what else? Um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Tracy called it upward mobility. Yeah. They like to climb to the tops of stuff. And I, I remember this one from ticks. Yeah. Remember that? The ticks would just like grasp at things like little tiny lobsters. Yeah. Just stand there and wait for something to pass by. And as it does, they grab it. Yeah. Um, they don't stand there with their arms outstretched the whole time. No. That's a stress position. Um, there's something called a questing response, which is another hilarious term. They're questing. Yeah, they get up on their tippy toes. They're they're standing up with their their arms raised up toward the heavens. Yeah, imagine for a, a <laughs> meal of human cells. Imagine uh, John Cusack can say anything, but take away the boombox. Right, that's a questing position. Yeah, the chiggers are there in their little overcoat <laughs> and their spiky hair and their bad attitudes. Yep. Um, I just saw you know John Roderick, a uh, friend of the show, John Roderick. Yeah, great Seattle musician. Uh-huh. He tweeted the other day about silverfish, you know, the little insect. Mm-hmm, sure. He said, why don't we call silverfish what they were clearly meant to be called, sink lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> really struck me as funny. Yeah. They don't look fishy at all. Silver, sure. Sink lobster, that's a great one. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And finally, they are touch sensitive. Um, they have these little hair-like sensory organs on their body mm-hmm. uh, to help, basically to help them find everything from hosts to each other. They're, yeah. You know? They're like, uh, let's get together and really do some damage on this guy's armpit. Yeah. Or you see that uh, waistband. It's a great place to hide. Underpants band. Yeah. <laughs> An underpants band? Yeah. Is that what it said in here? No, that's what oh, I said. Okay. Uh, but that is a great place to hide because, like we said a few times, you'll easily scratch them off. So they want to go somewhere mm-hmm. where you may not be thinking about scratching. Yeah. I was surprised, though, that they go. I could see... Kind of the outside of the armpit, back of the knee. The waistband, underpants band. Um, they're protected there. They are, but at the same time, it's warm there. And they're temperature sensitive. So True. you would think since they're seeking shade, they would go to a cooler spot. But there's probably not too many cool spots on the human body that are protected. Yeah, good point. You know? uh, not really. I just said a bunch of contradictory stuff. So all these things help the chiggers find their host. Uh, but as Tracy points out, that's, that's half the battle. Yeah. And when you find a chigger on you, it's probably sorry that it, it chose you as its one four day meal because they don't like humans. They'll, they'll 
climb onto anything, just about any uh, vertebrate animal. Snakes. Yeah. Turtles. Yeah, birds. Poor little birds. Chipmunks. Yeah, they don't like us because we take hot showers every day. That's right. And a lot of these animals don't have any kind of response to being bitten by a chigger. So the likelihood of the chigger being undisturbed for four days while it's having its meal, fourth meal, is what we're going to call it. Yeah. Like Taco Bell. Do you remember that? Mm, they no. tried to invent another meal. <laughs> um, they're, so they're not going to get brushed off on these things. Humans almost invariably brush chiggers off because right when we start scratching again, it removes the chigger. Um, so they're, they're, they don't seek us out as prey. It's just, it's just total happenstance. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, since they need that thin skin, um, little kids are more likely uh, to get bitten by a chigger than an old leathery old, uh, Sea captain, let's say. Yeah. And little kids who can't take being teased really are vulnerable to chigger butts. Because <laughs> they're thin skinned. Mm-hmm. Very nice. You know, the ones who wear like shorts with knee socks pulled all the way up. Who are those kids? Yeah. And they all, their nose are always running because they're crying. Yeah. Or they just stopped crying. <laughs> those kind of kids. Uh, so like I said, a hot shower, uh, is a, is a great way to kill. It's, it's great for a lot of reasons. It's a great way to kill chiggers. It's a great way to keep your body clean, mm-hmm. and it's a great way to unwind at the end of a long day working <laughs> right. in the yard. That's right. Because that's where you're going to get your uh, chigger bites, most likely. Yeah, in the yard. Yeah. Especially if you are the, t- the type who gets like letters from the neighborhood association saying, mow your lawn. You might have chiggers. I will never live where there is a neighborhood association. Yeah. No way, no way. Yeah. No. You know, in some places... It's it's not my thing. In some places, a neighborhood covenant supersedes local law. Yeah, unbelievable. (laughs) It is. Like, your mailbox has got to be like this. You can't paint your house that color. Not not for me. And you got to pay us a certain amount of money to boss you around every month. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yep. That's why I have a stack of car batteries aside my house with, like, old wood that I haven't used still and... It's like Sanford and Sun out right. there. And then like a, <laughs> in paint with a brush, it says, welcome children on the side of your car. <laughs> All right. So uh, should we take another break and talk a little bit more about that weird fact of the day? Yes. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! (laughs) 
You know, true love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer or gazing longingly into each other's eyes and watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. Well, the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Uh, As everyone knows from listening to this show, we have pulled all of our dogs off the street that Emily and I have had over the years, either right off the street or through a local shelter and working with them. And they've all become valued family members. And we think they've appreciated it, too. Yeah, Chuck, there is a pedigree loyalty survey that found that 90% of first-time dog owners report having a dog improved at least one of their relationships, and 80% of first-time dog owners are overwhelmingly more likely to have made at least one new connection as a result of getting a dog. And 95% of all dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than they ever expected. Not a big surprise. That's true. We all know that adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime meaningful connection and real love can exist between a pet and a pet parent. You got that straight. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. And Love at First Sight is closer than you think because it's available at your local dog shelter. Yeah, very important point. You can find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive from June 7th to June 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. That's right. So just visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. All right, buddy. We talked about the mouth parts. So what they do is they get that chelicerai, and they make a hole in your skin, normal enough. They inject saliva, which contains digestive enzymes that make a slurry of your skin cells. We talked about other insects that do similar things like this. So it's still pretty like, all right, no big deal. <laughs> then it gets weird. <laughs> it does. And I don't know if it's because they have like specific enzymes or something, but I didn't see this happening with anything else. Did you? No, but... No, you. Drop it on them. No. You you refuse? I refuse. All right. So what happens is they have in these secretions, what happens is they break your, <laughs> your they break your skin cells down, which makes that slurry, which is good. Makes, so makes sense. Slurp it up. Yeah. But then the surrounding tissue hardens, and it actually creates a tube, a little hard straw uh-huh. in your skin. In the wound. Yeah, called a stylostome. Right. What do they do with that? They drink out of it. They use like it a as crazy a straw, straw to slurp up your wrecked cells. Yeah, and the longer they're in there, the longer the straw is. The stylostome. The stylostome. Yeah, I saw a paper from 2004, and in the abstract, it said it it something like it seems that stylostomes form as a reaction to chiggers. So I don't know if they thought like. Maybe this was part of a chigger or something like that, but I guess it's a recent finding. Oh, really? That, that stylostomes form, huh. and that's how chiggers actually eat, because they don't have any proboscis or anything like that. No. They're pretty much really weak. Proboscis? One of those. <laughs> um, they're just not great insects or arachnids at all. Yeah. They're not. They can't bite very easily. They can't suck anything out. They, um, they're just, they're useless. Yeah. But True. your body just happens to help them out. Well, they have that, that magic juice. I guess so. It's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Uh, so with that magic juice, that's going to be one of the two reasons you're going to be itching a lot. Uh, some people react 
quite uh, adversely to that juice. Right. Uh, other people, it's not that bad, um, but it's still going to itch no matter what. And it's not just the juice you're reacting to. I think that's probably what first gets your attention, but the thing that causes the persistent itch is that stylus dome, your body's own reaction, yeah. which seems to be forming basically a hollow tube of temporary scar tissue in this wound area. Crazy. And then that actually causes some sort of itch reaction as your skin heals, and that can take a very long time to heal. This is the point where I was like, oh, having chiggers actually does suck terribly. Yeah, I think if you had a chigger that was able to complete its full four-day meal. You're toast. It means you haven't showered for four days. Yeah. Uh, that's when your stylostome is going to be at, at its peak of hardness and length. Right. And it's going to have the worst reaction. Right. So what can you do? Uh, there are home remedies you've heard, maybe like painting over chigger bites with a uh, clear nail polish. Right. Or any kind of nail polish, really, I think. Well, yeah, sure. If you got flair, you need some sparkly gold. <laughs> right. I'm going to put some dots on my armpit, and then why not? I'll put some around my eye as well. Uh, so what's the deal there? Are you just choking it out? Um, a lot of people uh, would say, yes, you're covering up this, the chigger that's burrowed into your skin, and it is now suffocating to death. It's like choke on choke on your meal. But that's wrong because, again, chiggers don't burrow into your skin. Right, and Tracy points out very acutely, by the time you even notice it, it's very likely the chigger is not there any longer. Right, so if you're painting something over your skin, um, really what you're doing is protecting the, the wound area from um, the air, contact with the air, which can aggravate it. So it does help, but Tracy says, just use anti-itch cream, it's way better. Yeah, like cortisone or something, is that what it is? Yeah? Yeah. Um, don't try, I I don't know why she felt the need to put this in here, but we might as well say it. (laughs) Don't try to remove the stylostome. I can see people doing that. Trying to dig it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't need to. No, I can definitely see people doing that. I think that was worth it. Um, she also says don't use turpentine. Yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah. People do all sorts of dumb stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you could soak in a tub of gasoline and that would probably kill. (laughs) Light it on fire. There goes your chigger problems. (laughs) Yeah, all, most of these home remedies, though, you should just shy away from, I think. Yes, only use remedies approved by modern Western medicine. Modern Western medicine <laughs> its the only treatment you need. Um, the name, Chigger, they believe, you ever heard of sand fleas? Uh-huh. Like in Florida or anywhere yeah, along like the coast? Yeah, they're like tiny crabs. Yeah, those, those are Chigo fleas, C-H-I-G-O-E, mm-hmm. Um and another name for that is the Jigger Flea, and they think that Chigger came from just sort of mashing those two names together, even though it's not the same thing. No, it's not. Those actually do burrow into your skin, and they yeah. lay eggs there, and then the eggs like to feast on you. Ugh. So not good. But I guess there's just nothing but confusion surrounding Chiggers. Yeah. Nothing. So, Chuck, if you want to protect yourself against Chigger invasions in your armpits and your underpants bands, uh, what do you do? Uh, well, if you work if you work in your yard and your garden a lot, um, you wear long sleeves, uh, wear pants, uh, to you know cover up as much body as you can physically. Um, you can wear DEET if you want, or any other kind of insect repellent. This is you can also use sulfur. I've never heard of that. I haven't either. I, I wonder would, if you like you just burn incense near you or something. I don't know. It would smell like bathe in egg water. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> bathe in like a. <laughs> 
you know what? Dis- I will never ever try because I hate pickled things anyway. But pickled oh, that's eggs, crazy. They're they're not bad. They're usually a little too sweet. Ugh. There's I see those things floating in a jar, and it's like I, I feel like I'm in a hospital. The um, <laughs> like where you found the head? Yeah. The the uh, I think it's the Chinese, probably Japanese and Korean too. There's a type of pickled eggs where they soak them in a brine, like, and it's the saltiest thing yeah. you will ever eat. And they're mucky and brown. Yeah, I, those are those are not good. The other ones are fine. They're just not. They don't taste that great. I think I don't want food soaked in liquid. I think pickled stuff is really good for you. I mean, I hate pickled things, but just I love pickled everything. Period. Like soaking something in a solution, I just don't want. I don't even like marinades. Oh, junk. I'm a dry rub guy. Are you really? Oh yeah. You know, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah. So you don't like sauces of any kind? Or is it the pre-soaking, like pre-cooking soaking that well, bothers you? Well, pre-marinating I don't like. Okay. Eh, I mean, if you are if you have a quality French saucier at your disposal, sure. I'll take a little. <laughs> but put it on the side in a plastic <laughs> cup. But I don't, I don't uh, like there was this place near Emily's shop that was, it's now closed. Uh-huh. I kind of feel bad for saying this, but I think I know why. Because they use too much sauce? Dude, they had this delicious crispy, crispy fried chicken that they dumped this gravy sauce on top. They never just put it on the side. No, and by the time it got to the table, it wasn't crispy fried chicken anymore. Oh, that's terrible. I just don't get it. Huh. But yeah, I'll eat, I'll eat a sauce if it's a Yeah, what you're describing is smothered chicken. That's totally different. Uh, but it was fried. Huh. Fried and smothered. Can't do that. Those two things are never supposed to come together. <laughs> um, if you want to see if you have chiggers on your property... Um, Tracy says you can take a piece of black paper, black construction paper, maybe mm-hmm. from your child. <laughs> right. Give, give me that, you stupid kid. And, uh, go out and lay it on the ground, uh, near where you think there might be chiggers and you might see little tiny, tiny red things. She doesn't just say that. She says to take a piece of paper and defy physics by standing it up on its edge. Is that what she says? And then the chiggers will follow their natural urges and climb to the top of the paper. Like, what world does Tracy live well, in? Well, I mean, you're, you know, you're in the grass. You can stand a piece of paper up in the grass. Maybe. Yeah. Not if you take care of your grass. <laughs> this isn't like that Twilight Zone episode where Darren from Bewitched, like, flips the coin and it lands on its side. <laughs> oh, man. You know what happened in P.E. in college one time? My P.E. teacher, a basketball teacher... Threw a, a pin. A, remember the papermate pins that had the the cap with the just sort of flat top. Yes. He just flipped it up in the air, meant to catch it, didn't it? Hit the ground, bounced, and landed completely straight up and down no. on its cap. That's exactly like that Twilight Zone episode. He could it hear everyone's thoughts after that point. Now, well, I dropped that class immediately. That's smart. I was like, I'm out of here. Very smart. You should, were you like witch? Yeah. And ran out the door. <laughs> said you're doing Satan's work. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, well, that's uh, chiggers. Oh, we didn't say if you really want to control chiggers in your yard, just take care of your yard. They will go away. They won't want to hang out there. Yeah. There, there won't be long stalks of grass for them to climb up to and quest from. That's right. Uh, if you want to know more about chiggers, horrible, horrible little things, you can type that word into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And since I said search bar, it's time for a listener Hey, before I read the listener mail, actually, um, I started uh, a fitness club for Stuff You Should Know listeners because um, 
I have my weight struggles, and so I needed some help. And it's always better to do this with other people. So I started, uh, I looked into some different apps, and MyFitnessPal was what I went with. So if you want to join MyFitnessPal, or if you're already on it, just go to uh, Search Groups, and SYSK Fitness Club is one of the groups, and we've already got like 350 people there. And uh, we're just going to band together, man. It's really neat, and um, there's group discussions, and we're going to have group goals, and it's just going to be a very cool, supportive community for people that feel like they need to make some uh, positive health changes in their life. So uh, anyway, SYSK Fit Club at My Fitness Pal, and uh, now here's my listener mail. Uh, hey guys, I'm a new fan. I must admit, I'm getting addicted. I uh, recently listened to the Anesthesia Podcast, and I heard... The listener mailed a Harvard student who needed five numbing injections to the nasal cavity after breaking her nose. That was terrible. Uh, she thinks she can one-up it here. That's not bad. Oh, man. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, in one in college, one of my molars became infected. Oh, no. I needed a root canal. The oh, day of the no. procedure, the dentist gave me shots in the gum, uh, which Chuck said was the worst thing ever in life. Uh, after a few numbing shots, he got to work drilling uh, into the infected tooth. Unfortunately, he didn't give me enough. Once he got down to the root, I felt it. And it felt awful, so I said to the dentist, Hey, I alerted the dentist. Uh, he then pulled out what must have been the largest needle in existence <laughs> and gave me a shot directly into the infected root of my tooth. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think that has the nose beat. Oh, uh, this made me, she said sh- that she takes pain well, she said, but this made me sob uncontrollably. It was 10 years ago, and I can still vividly recall the flash of blinding pain when the yeah. needle made contact. Uh, to make matters worse, that evening my gum swelled dislodged the temporary crown. I had to go back the next day to have it refitted. So that's my injection story. Like I said, I'm not sure if it's worse than the five in the nose, but I'd say both were pretty terrible. Hope you enjoyed the read. Julie Yaste from Honolulu, Hawaii. Thanks a lot for that, Julie. Man. I'm I'm making air quotes when I say thanks. That's like uh, scarring, you know? Right, yeah. She'll remember that for the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. Oh, way to go. Uh, If you want to try to gross us out, it's going to be tough to top that one, but let's keep it going, shall we? Uh, You can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. You can hang out with us on Instagram at SYSK Podcast. You can send us an email to StuffPodcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, StuffYouShouldKnow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. In Puerto Rico, there's adventure around every corner and natural treasures waiting to be explored, like El Yunque, the only tropical rainforest in the U.S. Get swept away by natural beauty and come away with unique stories that could only be experienced in Puerto Rico and that remind you why you travel in the first place. Visits end, but stories last forever. You don't become a part of the island, it becomes a part of you. No passports required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.